Okay, let's get started with Parshas Vayakel, Tavshin Ayin Aleph. This year, Baruch Hashem is a, uh, a leap year, Shana Muberis, so almost every Parsha gets its own week. We don't have to double up, we don't have to squeeze in. Maver Sedra is Benachat, and uh, take our time, one Aliyah, each day. So uh, just to remind, remind the, uh, the Tzibor of a thought we mentioned in past years, and maybe it takes on added significance this year, in that the Weeks are separate. We mentioned a thought, I don't remember if it was last year or two years ago, from Rav Zevin, a classic Rav Zevin thought, where Rav Zevin notes, Vayakel and Pekute, most of the time are together. And if you think about it, there are Drush, Vayakel, from the word Kehila, all together, the group, the community, Vayakel. Pekude is the Pekudash of Kol Echad It's the individual power, the individual talents of, every, of each person. So Vayakel and Pekude means we have to put together and realize that we have kochos at Sibur, we have kochos of being all together of the Kehillah and kochos HaYachid of the Pekudah Shokal Echad So usually it's all the same week. So we have to realize within each week that, you know, within that Shabbos that uh, there's the Koch HaYachid and the Koch HaTzibur. Maybe every once in a while we have sprinkled in Shanos uh, Me'ubaros to teach us that we also have to give time and give, give uh, attention to each one of these separately as well. We have the Vayakel, we have the Kihila, we have the group mentality, and we also have the Pekude, the appointment, the job, the Tachlis of Kalechad Ve'echad, Vayakel and Pekude. So again, the Vart is the same, but it's one significance when it's together, and it's even an added significance when we have it in separate years as we have, as we have this year. Okay, let's get started with the beginning of the Parsha. Parsha's Vayakel. The Torah starts off, Vayakel Moshe, as Kol Adas B'nei Yisrael, Vayomer Aleihem. Moshe, reading from the beginning of the Parsha, Moshe gathers all the people. We mentioned in the past the source for having Shi'urim on Shabbos afternoon. Hilfa Shabbos Shi'urim is from the Medrash to the beginning of this week's Parsha. Moshe gathered them all together and started talking to them about Shabbos. So that's, this is the source. The Medrash right here, the Torah quotes this in Arachayim, in Hilfa Shabbos. This Medrash on this week's Parsha is the source for having Hilfa Shabbos Shi'urim on Shabbos afternoon. So Vayakal Moshe, Moshe gathers all B'nai Israel together. Vayomer Eliam and tells them, these are the things that Hashem commands you to do. Big introduction. This is what Hashem tells you to do. And what do we have? Shabbos. Six days work shall be done. We can talk about Shabbos basically any of these parshas. So we spoke about Shabbos last week. We're not going to focus on it tonight. Whoever did Malacha Yumas, those Savarways, Bachomash Vasekham Yoma Shabbos. Don't light fires. Gemara talks about why that Malacha has to be specified out of any of Malacha. But this is the first three Psukham of the Parsha. Again, a big introduction. Ela Hadvar Mashartiva Shem Masososam and Shabbos. Wonderful. Pasik Dawid. Vayomer Moshe called Aspana Yisrael Emar. Zehadovar Shartiva Shem Limar. Moshe says, This is it. Big introduction. Again, fourth Pasik. Take Truma, everybody should volunteer. B'chulu, as we know, a repeat of Parsha's Truma. The question is obvious if you read it with that emphasis. What do you need two big introductions for? What do you want a big introduction for? It's not Parashas. So what, what, what's the big, very two formal, extensive, a whole Pusik, a whole half a Pusik dedicated to introducing first Shabbos and then introducing Truma, introducing the Mishkan. So what exactly is the message of these introductions? Also, ask the Ber Yosef, or Yosef Misalant, what is the message of the content of the introduction itself? 
Yes, there are two introductions. But what does it say? Ela hadvarim asher eschem. Or the next one. As if to emphasize, Hashem commanded you to do this. Of course, God commands everything. Well, there's a chiddush by these. Rabosh is saying so that he wasn't commanded. As if the Torah is emphasizing that specifically Hashem commanded these parshios, Shabbos, and the Mishkan. So what exactly is the message of, of these psukim? So let's read the Ber Yosef. Source number one. Shabbos and the Mishkan are both emphasized here. So the Ber Yosef gives three approaches. I gave you two on the sheet. We're going to do his second one first, though. We're going to do his second approach, and then we're going to do his first approach. What's the second approach? Let's turn over the page for a minute, and we'll see his second approach, and then we'll come back to the first, the first approach. But that's what he asked his question at the beginning of the Parsha. So he says, Pashtas Yeshlomar, the top of uh, source number two. Pashtas Yeshlomar, Masha Omar, Al Shnei Elu Hadvar Mashertziv Hashem Lasos. Why does it say here specifically a big introduction with Ashertziv Hashem Lasos? Kipa Elu Shnei Hadvarim. By these mitzvahs, by these content, by Shabbos and by Mishkan, Ilule Tzivui Hashem, Lohaya Efshar Lanu Lo Omram Ulahavinam. These mitzvahs don't really make sense. And that's why God had to command them. Let's think about it. Kishmira Shabbos, he edus al-Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Shabbos ha'olam b'sheshes yamim. Shabbos is an edus. We give testimony, we say by Yechulu, that Hashem created the world in six days. V'nach b'yam ha'shvi, and he rested. K'mosh armor b'mechilta, like the mechilta says in Parshish Yisro. Skip the parentheses. V'omali shetziva ken Hashem, Lo haya efshalanu, lo omro, shakarish barachu yitztarech le edu senu shubara as a shrine ve'aretz. What usually is testimony? There's never testimony given unless there's a purpose achieved with the testimony. I testify on behalf of somebody else. I testify because someone so needs me. I testify to prove something. Or I testify because I gave you tochacha and you did an avera. And I'm going to testify that you did the avera. There's always a purpose involved in the edus. The, the person, the other person, the other party is going to get something out of it. Is God getting anything out of our giving testimony? He created the world whether we testify or we didn't testify. It's a truth. It's a fact. It's a reality. So our giving testimony, if God, if Hashem wouldn't have commanded us to give edus, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world, well, would we have thought of this one on our own? He doesn't need it. He doesn't need us to, to give testimony. And number two also, also regarding the Mishkan, we're going to build a house for God. Okay, how big? We're going to build a house for Hashem. Does that? Does that? Is there a Havamita that we should do that? Who are we? Right, And even if you okay, I'll build a house. He's not going to send the house down from Shemayim. Right, we're going to build it with rocks. And cement and wood, we're going to build him a house? Doesn't sound right. The wood, the gold, the silver. It's wondrous. So these mitzvahs, really, we wouldn't have said without the tzibi Hashem. That's the emphasis. You're right. At first glance, these mitzvahs don't make sense. And really, what does it mean? That we should give testimony that God created the world? How does that help? Or, we're going to build a house for God? 
So HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, and Moshe Rabbeinu emphasizes before he gives these commands, Zehadavar, Hashem's commanding you to do it, so you do it. Yes, Mitzitcha, you don't understand it, you wouldn't have said it, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to be mitzamsing, whatever that means. His presence and Avashraz Ashkina amongst Chal Yisrael. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants and yearns for Edus. He doesn't want to create the world. He wants an Am that'll be Mekadeshim Shemayim, that'll give Edus that he created the world. That's the Chiddush of these two mitzvahs. And that's why they get their own introduction. Zeadava Asher Tziva Hashem. The emphasis Tziva because without the Tzivui, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have done these mitzvahs. Number one. Number one, which is really number two. Now we're going to go back to number two, which is really number one. Shein Echad and Shein Shtayim. Okay, turning back the page. Again, says the Ber Yosef, and. This idea borders on an idea that we mentioned from the Beis HaLevi two years ago. And at the end of this paragraph, he says, and my grandchildren, after I gave this drasha, said that the Beis HaLevi says something very similar. So, Baruch Hashem. He was Hifkivain, and, um, but we're going to see how everyone says it a little differently. And he obviously, he's going to add another, he's going to use the Beis HaLevi for half the thought, and then he's going to add on his own. Efshelavar Lazet, line three. To Amr B'Medrash. The Medrash tells us, The Medrash, which Rashi is based on, the idea of Ein that the Torah is not written in chronological order, the Mishkan is a kapara for the Egel. Even though the Mishkan took place in, in Truman Tetzaveh, and the Egel took place in Kisisa, so if you read the Torah chronologically, the Mishkan came, bef- the Tzivah for the Mishkan came before the Egel, Rashi says Ein Muktamumu Kisisa happens right after Mishpatim, and then Shumat and Vayakel, and Pekute. So the Medrash, which Rashi is quoting, says the Mishkan is coming to be Mechaber for the Egel. What exactly? How is it a Kapara? And he quotes a couple of the Midrashim, line 8, Amar HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Yavu Zav HaMishkan V'yechaper al Zav HaEgel. The gold of the Mishkan is Mechaber for the gold of the Egel. V'yine Chet HaEgel. What was the Chet of the Egel? We've spoken about this in Parshat Kisisa in the past. What was the root of it? So Kfar Kosvo HaRishonim, Harav Eben Ezra, Vaharamban, Vesever Kuzari, Shekavanasam Bitchila, Lo Haisal, Hashem Avodazara. Many Mepharshim say, Ben Israel really didn't want Avodazara. How could it be? How could it be? It's a double edged sword. The Kisisa, the more we say it was real Avodazara, the more we say, how could it be? The more we say it wasn't real Avodazara, we can say, so why did God get so angry? So either way, you have to, you have to work it out. But it, so many Mepharshim says the Ber Yosef that it wasn't Avodazara at the beginning at least. It didn't start out that way. It didn't start out their taiva. When they came to Aaron HaKohen, we need something. Wasn't that they wanted Avodah They were rejecting God. No. Allah, where it's underlined. What did they need? Their kavana was, we need some physical embodiment to connect to. Because we know Hashem is, is, is not physical. It's one of the animamans. They knew that. They knew the Ramam's animamans. So, but we need something. We're humans. We're, we had Moshe. So Moshe was the connector. But now we don't know where Moshe is. So you know what? We need something else. We need a physical embodiment, a, something to, to help us focus. Moshe like Moshe told them, and he quotes the Kuzari, who quotes us. So they needed, it was all the Shem Shemayim. They wanted, they wanted something. What was the problem? The problem was that they weren't commanded. 
What was the difference between, for example, building Kruvim and building the Egel? What's the difference? They're both molten images. What's the difference between golden Kruvim and golden Egel? The difference is because Hashem told you to build the Egel, told you to build the Kruvim, and told you, didn't give you a Tzivui. That was the problem. The problem was that they tried to figure out their own ways of getting close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That was the root problem of the Egel. And that's how, says the Ber Yosef, and this is what the Beis HaLevi also says, that's how the Mishkan fixed. Because the Mish, what's the difference? The Mishkan was a place to house God, and the Egel, according to what they wanted, was a place to house God. The answer is because the Mishkan was commanded. The Mishkan was exactly what Hashem told them to do. Line thirty. Mavor mizeh shecheto egel hayem asha asu kol masim idas atzmam. Believe mitzvah Hashem. The problem was when they acted based on their own. Ubedaver shenasa lohem afal pisha kavanas amaisol lachavinus libam umachshavosam. Even though they had proper kavana. So egel. What was the problem of egel, which the Mishkan fixed? Sivui Hashem. I'm just going to foreshadow for a minute. If the Mishkan hadn't been commanded, it would have been the same problem. To build a physical place where God could be, it's only because there was a tzivoy did it then become a mitzvah and did it then become something God wanted. That's how it fixed the problem with the Egel. Vehine, line 36. That half is built on Beis HaLevi that we've done. But then he says now, we know the halacha. Shabbos, Akum Shabbos Chayemisa. There are two mitzvahs that a non-Jew is not allowed to do: learning Torah and keeping Shabbos. Not allowed to do those mitzvahs. Shenemar Yomalaylo Yishposu and the Rambam paskins that way. That's the halacha. Because of Odsham, says the Rambam. Says the quoting the very Yosef quoting the Rambam. Last line. To Ben Noach Sharatzalasos Mitzvah Mishar Mitzvah Zatorak De Lakabal Schar. Whenever a Ben Noach wants to do any other mitzvah. It's fine. Only Shabbos. You can't do unless you're commanded to do it. What do you see from there, says the Ver Yosef? Shabbos as well is a gift from God that can only be fulfilled after it has been commanded. It's like if Tefillin is not commanded, you know what? To wear Tefillin. Nothing wrong. Yes, there's a Radvaz al that says maybe they shouldn't wear tefillin in mezuzah. It has to do with Shem Hashem. But make a Radin, can they wear tefillin? There's no Chazal that say going can't wear tefillin. If they want to wear titsis, if they want to do any other of, of, the, of the mitzvahs, they want to daven. Davening is good. Maybe they have to daven in certain situations. Only Shabbos they can't do without being mitzvah. Let's continue. Nimsa. She mitzvahs a Shabbos is a surah ben Noach ha shenitna li Yisrael ben istavol el Shabbos was excluded for a Ben Noach. Afshashara mitzvahs lo nisroh lehem ilakayim. Gam kodim shenistav alayim. Other mitzvahs you could do, even without being commanded. Milvada Shabbos shilafnei tzivu yinasar alayim. Besides Shabbos. That's the only one. Learning Torah is a separate type of idea. But those are the... Those are... Then he quotes the Gemara why, why Torah is excluded. Either because of Gezel or because of Nara Morasa. Not for us now. Skip to the next paragraph though. Here's the punchline. So what have we just said? What was the question? What are we trying to answer? Why are there two big introductions for Shabbos and Mishkan? And why do those introductions emphasize God commanded you these? Now it fits in beautifully. God commanded you these and that's why you're allowed to do it. Let me say it very clearly, says Moshe Rabbeinu. So now you have these mitzvahs. If I wouldn't command you, the Mishkan would be just like the Egel. If I wouldn't command you Shabbos, 
Shabbos is the the reflection and the oath of the connection between two parties where there's a covenant made. You can't choose to do it. Shabbos is a is a, is a bris. It's an oath between special treaty between Hakadosh Baruch Hu and Am Yisrael. Nimsa the elu shnei advarim haynu lishbos yom Shabbos velasos mishkan aron avakruvim shehudavar muchashi which is physical shetishra shom ashchino lachavinus libam to direct our hearts vavodasam elav. They're only allowed because Hashem said, That's exactly what the problem of the ego was, and that's why Moshe Rabbeinu mentions it, emphasizes it. And now you can do Shabbat. Not only because they're mitzvahs, because they need to be mitzvahs. These mitzvahs need to be mitzvahs in order to allow somebody who's not commanded to do them to do them. That's the emphasis. And then he quotes at the end that he saw they heard from this the Beis HaLevi. The Beis HaLevi does not talk about Shabbos. Beis HaLevi only talks about Mishkan and Egel, but he adds on to the uh, to this idea. Okay, so we started off. What's the two? What are the two introductions? What's the emphasis of Sivui? Two answers. Number one. Either because we wouldn't have thought these would be mitzvahs, because they don't really make sense if we think about it. Kamash Baruch Hu was saying, I'm going to fit them in to, um, to the framework of mitzvahs. And number two is that these two needed the tzivui in order to be allowed. Okay. Continuing in this, um, in this vein to the next uh, source, also related to the language to the language of the of the text. If you do the pasuk that we just read, the pasuk Dalid, Vayomer Moshe El Koladas Bnei Yisrael Emar. Again, a uh, number of the Bafarshim asked this, but we have it again. Those nine Latorah of Sarats can ask why the why a second introduction. He's not going to focus at all on the first one, but why why the second introduction? We already had a Vayomer Aleihem in, in pasuk Aleph. Now you have another Vayomer of Moshe in pasuk Dalid. Why two Amiros? Says Rav Sarutskin, Amira Bezulama, Halukfar Nama, Vayomer Aleim, Ela Hadvarim. Some say it means Shabbos and Mishkan, but again, so why do you have another one? Line six, Vyoser Kasha. Also, what's difficult is, I'll read Pasadalad again, Vayomer Moshe, El Kol Adas Bene Yisrael. What, they left? They read it, it said in Pasadalad, they were all there. Vayakal Moshe has called Adas Bene Yisrael. He gathered them all. Right, it was the day after Yom Kippur. Where else were they going? Right, you figure after Yom Kippur, they're at least somewhat inspired. Right, the day after Yom Kippur, usually we're still doing what we decided on Yom Kippur that next morning. Okay, give us, give us a couple days. But the day after, Rashi, what's the first Rashi on the parasha? Lamach was Yom Kippur. It was the day after Yom Kippur. Moshe Rabbeinu was giving them a shear. Is, is anybody too busy? After Yom Kippur, they're in the middle, they're in the middle of the, the desert. Where are they running? But the Pasuk says, the Pasuk Dalai, by Moshe, I'll call it as Israel, as if we would think somebody left. What's the emphasis? Vyoser Kasha. Answer of Saraskin. Lama Hidgeshenis El Kaladas Bene Yisrael. What's the second emphasis? Velo Od. El Sha'amar Vayetsu Kaladas Bene Yisrael. His Kresa Yitzia. Right? What is it? Um, what exactly is the message of these Psukim? So Vinir Lahazbir, line 11, Adarach Mashal. He gives a Mashal. Mashal Laravu Manhig. Shehizmin Esabala Bayis. La Asifa Bimator Lahavir Beneem. Magvis Latovaz Ezamosad. A rav or a leader calls for a meeting that's basically going to be an appeal. It's going to be asking for money. So when you publicize the meeting, that's not what you're going to say. Because then nobody's going to come. 
So what do you do when you have a when you want to collect funds? This was going to be the greatest appeal of all time, history of the world. The only appeal I think that ever has been said enough. We don't have to. You don't have to give anymore. I don't think it's ever it's ever happened in the history of the world. Moshe Rabbeinu Moshe Rabbeinu said it was enough. It's okay. No, we don't need it anymore. Just take it. Put it. Put it in savings. Do something. No, it was enough. So if there, so he says, Marshall, somebody's making an appeal. So what happens? You don't want to reveal the ultimate purpose. Other public issues will be discussed at the meeting. Yeah, we'll talk about the future of this, and we'll talk about that, and we'll talk about all the different issues. We cover it up. We um, camouflage it in, uh, with other reasons. So nobody thinks, nobody thinks it's going to be their pocketbooks. And you say it's going to be a, a different matara. Everybody comes wonderful, happy. Nobody has any worry in the world. So he says, a little, he says, meaning little tongue in cheek, but he, he means it. So what did Moshe do? We gathered all them together. He wasn't sure how they would react. He wasn't sure. He was about to collect. You know, they gave all their gold. For the for the ego, it wasn't sure whether it would be as forthcoming. So what happened? He started saying, "I'm giving a shear on Hilchas Shabbos. Hilchas Shabbos, everybody's invited. Ladrishas at Shrumah LeMishkan, and also we're going to talk about the Mishkan." But he starts over Shabbos. The Hilchelotos at Shabbos. So he started off with Shabbos. Wonderful. The Yacharkach, and then he switches to another topic. That's why there's another Vayomer. It's a different topic, which really might have been the Iker topic. Even according to Chazal, why is Shabbos repeated here? It's purely because the juxtaposition to put it with the Mishkan. So what is Shabbos? We already know Shabbos. Shabbos is here to put it with the Mishkan. So Amir Shnia Otos Azova Kesef Shitzorach Lasis La Mishkan. They have to give to the Mishkan. Avakol Harabanim Shishtam Shubinosit Stadik Dilachases Alosav Aksafim. Anybody who's ever had to do this before, any fundraiser out there, Yo Dibnani Soya knows from experience what happens when they start feeling it. When the Tzibur starts realizing where it's headed, oh, right now, Blackberry, Buzzer, the, you know, you're, you like text somebody to call you, right? That, uh, right? So, Shabbat Shalom, slowly, slowly. It's ready known. They really see where the meeting is going. People start leaving with different excuses. Ah, oh, I gotta pick up my carpool. Got to pick up my kids. I have to. I have to go. I have to this. I have to that. So that's what usually happens. And when you mamish start talking about the Iker idea, the people who the big donors are already gone. in the middle, slowly, slowly. And by the end, who's left? Who's left? What does the Torah tell us? They all came. They all came. Nobody left after Shabbos was finished. And they saw he was starting a new topic. Nobody, nobody moved. Nobody moved. And even when he started talking about Mamish, this is what I need. Zav, Kesav, Nechoshes, I need this. A, B, C, D, E, F. Everything. I didn't read it to you, but all the way at the end of the parsha was the last pasuk before Shani. Vayetsu kol adas bnei Yisrael milafnei Moshe. The same kol adas bnei Yisrael that was there at the beginning of the meeting.
was there at the end of the meeting. Nobody left. They all after they heard everything to bring everything and that was the greatest appeal of all time. It was even even too much. So, so again, he says he means it but he doesn't mean it. Maybe that's what's behind the emphasis of of the different um, of the different Lashonas in the Torah. Okay. Let's continue now. Paraklamin hey Pasachav base. So what happens? They go home to bring all of the truma to the Mishkan. Pasachav base vayovau ha'anashim al hanashim. It's a difficult pasuk to translate. The men came on the women. Vayovau ha'anashim al hanashim. Kol nediv leiv heviu chachvanez and they brought all their jewelry. What does that mean? Vayovau ha'anashim al hanashim. So Rashi is already bothered by this. What does Rashi and the Eben Ezra both say? Rashi says, Im Anashim, Al means Im. That's what Rashi says, Im Anashim, Vismuchim Aleyhem. That means the men and the women came. They came to give their, uh, to give their, to give the jewelry. If you look at Onkelis, Onkelis does not change the word Al. He leaves it. He leaves it. And in some Rashis, you have a parenthesis in Rashi. Sometimes you don't know whether do you do the parenthesis, you don't do the parenthesis, being Mavar Sedra. Sometimes it says Rashi Yashan. Never know what that does. Does it sound familiar from past years? Don't know exactly what Chumash you're using. But uh, anyway, so here, in this Chumash that I'm using now, Masha Targum Hinich Al Kipshuta, why does the Uncas leave it? Mishom, he quotes, quotes why. Tries to give it. So, what does it mean, Al Hanashim? So, Uncas leaves, Rashi we know, it means Im. But Uncas for some reason leaves it. It doesn't say Im. Uncas could have changed it to Im. The jewelry was still on the women when they came. That's what the uncle seems to mean. They didn't bring it in their hands. They were wearing it. And when they got there, they took it off and they gave it to Moshe Rabbeinu. What's the message? Two ideas. Early Achron, late Achron. Says the Klayakar, source number four. So first he quotes, V'amafarshim amrushu kamoim anashim. Right, it came with the women. Lomar says the Klayakri doesn't focus on the Al, but this is how it might be understood. It was really very praiseworthy of these women to come. The women really didn't have to give anything. The Mishkan was a kapara for the Egal, correct? So what do the women have to give? The men who took the jewelry and took the jewelry even off of their wives towards the Egel. They got to give everything. It's the men that have to give. The women who didn't lose hope, they said, don't worry, Moshe's coming back. They were forced to give the jewelry. They don't need kapara. What do they have to give anything for? What do they have to give for? They gave. They gave because, because of Chibas HaKodesh. They loved HaKadosh Baruch they were going to give it anyway. But they didn't have to give. But just to kind of do it in a little backhanded way, to downplay the giving... Because the men had to give us a kapara. The women didn't. The women were giving, but not because they had to. 
So they didn't bring it in their hands. They didn't bring it. Here, Moshe. No, they wore it. It's ours. We don't really have to give it. At the end, they they gave it. But maybe the reason the Kleokar suggested that because the women really didn't have to. The women were optimistic. The women were not ready to do the egel. They didn't bring it. They wore it, and then they gave it at the end. One idea, a little word, a little word in Oculus. You could build build an idea on. Number one. Number two, says Rav Moshe. Source 5, Ahanashim. Shabau melubashos betachshitein. He quotes the idea from Uncle They came wearing their tachshitin. Again, what is the message? V'tzarech leida le'ezet tzarech. Why did they need to wear it? V'nire. Shehu lahoros. It's to teach us. Sheratzon Hashem yisbarach. Sheyitein ha'adam. Lomachmas shelochashev be'enav akesav v'hazahav. What do we usually give away? Just give away the stuff that doesn't fit anymore, stuff that's worn out, right? All the bags and bags. You have to check in all the bins. How much new? How many new items are in the bins? How many, you know, precious, connected to the owner item is in the bins? Not too many. You don't give away something that's precious. Says Rav Moshe. You know what the Torah is teaching us here? When it comes to tzedakah, when it comes to, we'll generalize it in a minute, mitzvos, to give a davar chashev is what a Kodesh Baruch Hu wants. Even if something is very precious in my eyes. The women didn't bring it in their hands as if to say we're ready to part with it. They wore it to the last moment as if to say we love this jewelry. We're wearing it. It's ours. And you know what? We're still going to part with it. It's, it's, it's really precious to us. But we're still going to part with it because the Mishkan is even more precious to us. That's why they wore it till the end. So everybody could see them wearing it. Wow! Look at that necklace! And then they take it off. V'chein b'chol tztaka, v'chein b'chol mitzvah. By every mitzvah to give a, a chash of chalek. It could mean of time. A chash of chalek. So now we're not going to do the mitzvah when I have time. We're not going to make time. The culture came believe in a Torah, surely believe in a Torah. Sha'av Shayada, Shayacho Gamba Hazman Lasos Mischarim, Umalachos Laviacharbe, even though I know I could use the time in other ways. Aval Hatorah Chaviv Lo Yoser, but the Torah is most Chaviv. Ululamidzeh, and the Torah is most Chaviv, and that's why we give our best to Torah. That's why in dual curriculums, most of the time, when is the Torah taught? When's the brain the best? In the morning. Right, that's why you give the, the most precious time. And to teach this, the women who were the teachers of that generation in many ways, the women showed that the jewelry was precious to them, was chaviv. They wore it as much as they could. Yes, it was precious, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu is more precious. Two reasons why to give pshat maybe for the Unkelis, the Pasha pshat of the Pasek, by Yavo Anashim, Al Anashim, different than Rashi who just says Im, we have the Klayakar, and we have Rav Moshe. Okay. Paraklam and Hei Pasek Hafalf. By Yavo, back to Shani. <coughs> Every man 
literally, whose heart was uplifted, came. Anybody whose spirit was was in the giving mode. What does the Lashon mean? Any man with an uplifted heart, his heart was uplifted. So I didn't give it to you inside, but the Rabbeinu Yerucham quotes in Surah number 6, the Ramban, in the first paragraph. What does that mean? All of B'tzalel's helpers, did they go to carpentry school? Did they have an apprenticeship somewhere? They knew nothing. They were slaves. They worked in cement, mortar, bricks. How did they know how to build all these fine kalim? How did they know how to do it? They did. They had no teacher. They had nobody. But all of a sudden, some of them found naturally they had this talent. Their heart was uplifted to go in front of Moshe and say, we'll do it. What's the, what's the Ramban getting at? Says Rav Yeruchim, it's not just about the talent and the skill because they had no talent and they had no skill. It was about the Ratzah. It was about the desire. In Tistakel Adirei Olam, says Rabbi Rechem on line 5, if we look at greats of the world, Kol Ashir Magdolim, not only in Torah, in all areas, all rich people, many of them, Rubam Kekulam Ba'olasiyaliyasam, Kimrak Hodos Liyazmatama Kabira, if you ask them, they will not say, I was born into it. Many are self-made. What does self-made mean? It's all because of their desire, their yozma, their push, their inner drive. That's how they accomplished in life. Ish chaser yuzma. If a man is missing this inner drive, lo yitachen lo b'shemofan la'alos el al. Right? It's, it's, it's impossible to go up. Can't get to the airport without it either. Right? Simin muvakubadam. Ish bal yozma bachun umuda. If a person has the drive and the rut zone and the chuka to accomplish, because I know I could do it, then they're going to do it. A person has less talent and more drive, they're going to go further than less desire and more talent. They'll get to the top of the mountain. It's all about in life, says Rabbi Yerucham. Before he even gets to Torah, it's all about the desire and the push. Wayne Gretzky once said, the greatest hockey player to ever live, maybe it wasn't the talent that God gave me. Maybe it was the passion. So it's my first Rabbi Yerucham. Right? Rabbi Yerucham slash Gretzky. Say it in the same sense. Right? Line 11, it's my... That he's, I mean, we, it seems like he has some God-given talent too, but but he, well, he didn't blame it on that. He didn't take credit for the talent. He said it was my rutsin, it was my passion. Some Canadians here that can attest to the fact. Line eleven: Hatorah mitzayenes ha'anoshim hamatzlichem emalachazakodesh. What does the Torah describe? The Torah points out to those who are successful. Malachazamishkan, malachagadol of Arama. What do they say? Who built the Mishkan? People with zero talent. Hey, my boy, I'm going to see a slave. It's all about people who had uplifted hearts. 
Bala Yuzma Betivam, people who had the natural drive, Terim Avlam to become Lamed, Velo Umar Azir Omar Lam Klal, nobody taught them. Ela Magbim Libam Badarche Hashem, Uva Omrim, Ani Esek, Kholashar Anu Dover. We'll do it. Him Him Amatslichim Bavoda, the Him of Archim on the Mugmar, they're the ones that could accomplish it. If you think about it, all of Yisrael had reached this level, Nasab and Ishma. There's no greater statement than that reflects this idea than Nasev and Ishma. We have no idea what it entails, but we'll do it. We're ready. That's Asher Nisaolibo. The whole nation reads that. Line 21. Let me share with you, says Rabbi Rucham, a medrash that reflects this. I'm just going to quote the medrash. Even without saying a word about the medrash, a person's life could change just hearing the medrash. That's what he says. What's the medrash? Medrash in Parsha Shoftim. On a Pasuk in Mishle. What does the Pasuk say in Mishle? Leich el nimala atzel. Let the lazy person go witness and watch an ant. Ra'a derachecha v'chacham. Re'e derachecha v'chacham. Look at its ways and you'll be wise. Asher ein la katsin shotero moshel. It does not have an officer. Tachin b'kayitz lachma. Agra b'katsir ma'achala. It gathers its bread in the summer and in the harvest time its food. That's the medrash. Why did Shlomo HaMelech and Mishle Dafka tell a lazy person to check out an ant's daily routine? Rabbanan Amri. An ant has three houses. Three ant holes. It builds its huge house and lives in a little part. It says the measures the average ant lives six months. And all it eats is one and a half pieces of, one and a half seeds of wheat. That's all the ant lives on. But it spends the whole summer gathering food. It's only going to live six months. Probably not going to live till the winter. But it gathers enough food to last for years. What's the ant doing? What's the ant working so hard for? Because put it into the Bria to teach us something. Sha'amra. Because you know what the ant says to itself? Obviously, it says it, but what's the message of the, of the Bria? The ant says, Shema Yigzar Baruch Maybe God will give me a long life. Maybe God give me a richas yamin. I know for the past thousands of years, ants only live six months, but who knows? I'm going to prepare. I'm going to push. Amar of Shimon Bayochai says the Rashbi, Maisahaya, and he says he found a huge anthill, okay, with a lot of food. Mine 33 says Rabbi Rucham, what do you see? Mavhil hadavar If we think about it, vadalos, an ant has a tiny, minute, Power. How can an ant do? Even if it spends its whole life. Why? Maybe there'll be some supernatural event that will take place and I'll live for, for more than six months. The ant is driven. The ant doesn't stop. 
the ant uses every moment, even though it might seem ludicrous. It might seem like it's impossible. But that's what the ant does. Kavachomer, Benmenoshel Kavachomer, line 38. Kishi is boning Adam Bekochosavakebirim Shalom. When a man thinks, and naturally a person lives on Mea Esrim, how much a person could accomplish. To jump out of bed in the morning. Right, like, wake up. What does it say? It says in the beginning of the, the tour. Right, to wake up, Kari. To do a return of That's what the ant teaches us, and that's Vayavo'u Kol Ish Asher That is, one has to be driven. He even quotes at the end. Shmos Rabbah. And he says, we wouldn't be able to say this if Chazal didn't say it. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu was upset at Moshe Rabbeinu, at the snap, we know it says, Vayicharaf. HaKadosh Baruch Hu was upset because Moshe Rabbeinu didn't seem driven at the time. Yes, it might have seemed difficult, it's impossible. But enough, the one time you want to say no, two times, HaKadosh Baruch Hu finally get angry after four times. Moshe Rabbeinu, you don't have the Yosma, you don't have the drive to go save Klai Yisrael. And he was punished for it. He was punished for it. Because the Kaddish Baruch Hu tells us to do something, we have to do it, we have to use the drive. Okay. Continuing, moving right along. Laman Heichav Zayin. Laman Heichav Zayin. Fascinating Ha'ara of the Chafetz Chaim. Pazach Zayin. Pazach tells us after everyone brought the, the Nadavis. The Nesim brought the special stones, the Avni Shom, the Avni Miluin, for the Aphod, the gold, the, the, uh, the jewels that we spoke about in the past, the Avni Shom, the one on the shoulders connected to the Aphod. The Nesim brought it. Rashi Korni Chazal points out that Nesim is spelled without a Yud. Nesim. No Yud's in there. What happened to the Yud? Says Rashi. Why in Parshas Naso, Chanukah Zemizbeach, the Nesim went first. And here they went last. What did Nesim do? Let everybody else bring, and we'll be Mashlam the rest. Okay, we'll, we'll figure whatever, let them do it. Whatever you need afterwards, let us know. What was the problem? The Tzibur brought everything. There was nothing at the end. So the Nesim only had these Avanim to bring. That's all they had left, a couple of stones. So that's why there's no Yud. There's no Yud because they didn't really take part in it. There's a little, there's, it's, the Nesim take up less space in the Torah. Says the Chafetz Chaim. Probably the question that is asked the most, if we would have to ask, what is this repeated so much in the Torah for? Probably, if you want to fill in the blank, it would be the second half of Parsha's Nasa. Every Nasi? It says the same thing about every Nasi. Karba, no, Karska. Oh, oh, it's, it's so that we have Laini for Hanukkah. Okay, but still, there, we could have had other, other Lanis. But ask the Chafetz Chaim, isn't it interesting that over here the Nasiim lose a Yud, and over there the Nasiim get 13 Parshias. Huge amount of psukim and of letters. What's the difference? Is there a connection between the two? The Nesim lost a Yud, the Nesim get 13 whole parshas by themselves, says the Chavetz Chaim, because they acted in opposite ways. Chavetz Chaim in source number 7. Vehine, line 6. Kan b'shvil shenitz atzlu kamsat Yud. 
V'yetzal nidvas ha-nesiyim b'parshas Nasohe Arichah Torah B'nidvas kol nasi shem b'parshem yuchedes V'lokelos ha-biyachad Why not? Why didn't you say one? Say Nachshom ben Aminadav No, call up Yeah, Nachshom ben Aminadav And then say And everybody else brought the same thing Why? The Kozen Olam Deinu What was the difference? Here They were Porish Menatzibur Here they said Let everybody else do everything else We'll figure it out at the end Left at Seabur, do it all. You, you cut yourself away from the Seabur, you get a letter taken out of your name. No Yud. Just thinking now, maybe as a, as a Yud is at Seabur, Yud is an Ada, it's a minion. Maybe Dafka, that's why. I mean, you can't, you can't take any other letter from the Seam, but maybe that's why Dafka could have brought out that the Yud, because the Yud symbolizes Seabur, a minion, and that's why the Yud was taken out, because that was their hate. Mashaykin, what they do over there, they were the first in the Chanukah of Mizbeach, the, Mizbeach the, the Mishkan, which was going to be for all of Klai Yisrael to bring Kapara, to connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. They said, we're here, let's do it, we're starting it off. Everyone over and over and over again. The Amdeinubah, they didn't compete with each other. Everybody brought the same exact carbon. Nobody had to be better than the other one. They all worked together. When you're part of the tzibur, everybody's in a group, then you get a separate parsha in the Torah. If you're in Nesim, you want to separate yourself, then they don't. That's the difference between the Nesim losing a Yahweh letter and Nesim getting, getting 13 separate, 12, 13 separate, uh, separate parshas. It's an interesting point. If you look in the Rambam and Hilchus Shuva, in Perak Dalid, the Rambam quotes there 24 Dvarim, Hamaakvin Esachuva. Esrim Babad Dvarim Hamaakvin Esachuva. Arba Mehan Avon Gadol Vahos Osami Arbatane Karasparachu Masu Biyadolasu Shuva. Four of them are terrible. They're terrible. And if you do any of these, Karasparachu tries to help you not do Shuva. Machti Esarabim. You cause others to sin. Today's mitzvah that we did in was uh, was uh, media getting somebody to do avodah zara. There it is. Number two. You let your son do whatever he wants. You don't try to you don't try to educate your son. All of these have to do with letting people get far from Hashem. And number four. I'll do tshuva after I, I just need this avodah right now. Let me eat this piece of trape. I'll do tshuva afterwards. I'll have a good slach one by mincha. No, no, no. Kadosh Baruch is not going to accept that. So those are the, those are the big four. Halacha Aleph. But then the Rambam says, Umehen halacha beis. Chamisha dvarim no alin darke tshuva. There are five things that also close off the way of tshuva. Skip the first one for a minute. What are, what's in this category? Major, major flaws. Look at Bayes. Hacholik al Devechachamim. I don't accept what the rabbis say. Gimel. Hamalik ala mitzvahs. I scoff. I scorn at the mitzvahs. Shakibash is Bazobedim. I don't I don't just not do the mitzvahs. I scorn at them. Hamavazerabosav. I make fun of my Rebbeim. Say, Hasonia Zadokachos. I don't accept rebuke. These are major character faults. What's the first one on the list? Haporish Menatsibur. I separate myself. That's on the list of, of not accepting what the rabbis say and scorning mitzvos and not accepting tochacha? Porish not tzibur. That's what the Nesim did. You don't get the schus of the tzibur. You're not inspired with the tzibur. Porish not tzibur, that's, that's also up there and that was the fault of the Nesim.
Okay. Next, second Rav Moshe of the night. Lamed, hey Lamed. Continuing, and then we'll get to the end of the parsha. Lamed, hey Lamed, pasuk by Shlishi, by Yerim Moshe of Yisrael. Let's get to the the star protagonist, really, in this parsha. Ru kara Hashem b'shem b'tzalel ben Uri ben Chur lamati Yehuda. Hashem Moshe says to Bnei Yisrael, "See, b'tzalel's the man." Ru Hashem, Ru kara Hashem b'shem b'shem. Hashem called him b'tzalel ben Uri ben Chur lamati Yehuda. Esker Moshe. This is a, a small, small thought, but it's a it's a good take home thought. What's the ru? Ru? What do they have to see? Moshe says to Bnei Yisrael, "See, see, kara Hashem b'shem." See, Hashem called him. What, what do you mean Hashem called him? What are they looking at? What are they recognizing? Re'u kara Hashem b'shem. Look, Moshe says to Bnei Yisrael, says Rav Moshe, l'chora lo muva, ne'chron, b'nei adam, zeh. Ma'ishnam b'bechiraz Aaron. Doesn't say ba'aron, re'u. What's the emphasis by B'tzalah? V'nireh mishum shahashem yisbarach shenasan laha'adam eza koach. Tzarek leida shenitin lo rak kideshe yase bekoach zeh ratzon Hashem yisbarach l'tzarek Yisrael or l'tzarek vod shemayim. If anybody ever has a talent in life, in any area, he or she has to ask himself or herself, why will we give in this talent? One reason, one reason that any of us have any of the talents that we have to use it l'kadeshem shemayim. To use it to help others, to use it to get close to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. That's the only reason, purely, that we have a talent. I have a talent to 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 be uh, make some money in order to support a family, to live a Kiddush Hashem life. I have a talent this, to, whatever the talent is, any talent we have. The Avshalom Nigzer Allah Shei Mochrach Lazos. God didn't tell you what to do. Hashem didn't tell us what we have to do with our talents. He gave us the talents. It's up to us to figure out. We have free choice. Right? The, uh, what does the Gemara say? Masech Nida? Kodesh Baruch Hu was not gozer. You know, whether we're a Chach, whether we're a Tzadik or a Russia. That's up to us. Everything else, Kodesh Baruch Hu is gozer. Ashirani and the Chacham and Tipesh, all the other ones, Kodesh Baruch Hu. That's, that's out of our control, the, t- the talents that we have. The Ratzon is not out of our control, as Rabbi Rucham said. But also, what we do with our talents, that's in our control. And we'll have to stand up to Din Bechesman. We'll have to stand up to Din Bechesman. He doesn't quote it, but as Rav Chaim Yivalashen says, what does it mean? We'll have to oscillate in Din Bechesman. What's Din and Cheshman? The double Ashen. Din is what we did in life. Cheshman is what we could have done in life. That's Rav Chaim Yivalashen. Din Bechesman. We'll see the split screen TV. One side our life, one side what could have been our life. And the goal of life is to have them mirror images of each other. Din v'cheshvan. Umemela hu kipshuto. So says Rav Moshe, line 10. Shari atem roem So what is Moshe saying? Look! You see, B'tzal has the talent. That's why he's the head architect. Look, you see it! Shari atem roem b'neichem. Ki Hashem kara b'shem es B'tzalel. Sheyaseh ha-mishkan. Hashem told him. Dari mile oso Hashem kol advarim shetzarech lazeh. Kodesh Baruch Hu filled him, umizeya dinan. And from him, Moshe Rabbeinu was teaching all of Klai Yisrael then and for all generations. Shekal Adam, bein shenitan lo chachma, bein shenitan lo gvura, 
Whatever the talent one has. That's the goal of life. And when people see that somebody has a talent not using it for Ratzon Hashem, then people should realize that it's their own Bechir Chavshis. Everybody has free choice. It's not our job to judge anybody else, though. It's our job to just focus on ourselves and to take our talents and ru'u, right? Everybody can see what our talents are to use it, L'Shem Shemayim, to use it, as Ramosh says, L'Tzorach Yisrael, U'L'Tzorach Vod Shemayim. Okay, two more ideas. Okay, the first, I don't think we've ever quoted from him before, so it'll be a first. Let's look back at the Pesukim for a minute, though. If you look in beginning of Paraglamid Zion now, towards the end of the Parsha. At the end of the Parsha, after the first uh, couple of uh, aliyahs, so basically you have no more Rashi, one or two Rashis uh, all the way towards the end, but it talks about everything that B'nai Yisrael did. And it says over again, by Chamishi, Vayas is a Krushim, Vayas is a Krushim, Vayas, 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 Brichayas Ishitim, Vayas is a Brichatichon, Vayas is a Brochas. They made it, he made everything, Vayas, 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 all the way until Paraklamid Zion. Vayas, who, who, Pashtas, who is the Vayas in all these Psukim? Vayas, 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 who would we say Vayas is? Betzalel. Pashtas Betzalel. That's who, who was introduced. Betzalel. Paraklamid Zion, Vayas Betzalel. As Haron Atzishitim. All of a sudden, we have to know who it is. Bayas Pitzala. Ask of Shlomo Mivilna, the Binyan Shlomo, in his Shuvis, but he has about 10 pages in his Shuvis on Chumash. So ask the Binyan Shlomo. We know who's talking here. Pitzala. Well, who else would Bayas be? Right? That's the question. Look over Tzorach Lahavin, excuse me. To call Hani Kroy, Dechsib, Bayan Bayas, Ad Bayas Pitzala, Saron, Almikoi. Right, who is it? Well, you're going to tell me it's Pesalel? So why didn't it say Pesalel all the time? If this is Pesalel, then it sounds like everybody else was a Pesalel. So somebody else was a holy of? Who was it? Oh, was it all his helpers? Can't be that either. Why? Because then it would be Vayasu. Vayasu, not Vayas. So what is it? Vyokasha, line 6. And if it says Vayas Pitzalel by the Aaron, even though Eliyav helped him out, it's called Pitzalel because he really was most of He was the leader. So why is it that by the Aaron it says Vayas Pitzalel? Why is that? Right, and then it gets into the Shulchan and the, and the, and the rest. The Kalim. Beforehand, it was talking all about the structure. The Urios. Says the Binyan Shlomo, unbelievable, a Kharifus. Nearly. Says the Binyan Shlomo, all the Vayasis up until now was not B'Tzalel. You know who it was? It's Moshe Rabbeinu. Vayas was all Moshe Rabbeinu. Why? Moshe Rabbeinu received the tzivui of the Mishkan. And what did he do? He told Am Yisrael to build it all. So what did it say? It says he built it. You know why? Because it's as if Moshe Rabbeinu told the Shliach to do a Shluch Kamosa. Everybody did it, but I'll tzivui Moshe. So vayaz, vayaz, vayaz. That's alluding, to, referring to Moshe Rabbeinu, says the Binyan Shlomo, up until Perak Zion. So what happened all of a sudden? All of a sudden we have 
Vayas B'Tzalel. What happened? Says the Binyan Shlomo, remember the Gemara in Brachas. It's quoted in the first Rashi in next week's Parsha. What does the Gemara say? Rashi quotes it. Moshe Rabbeinu gives the command to B'Tzalel to build a Mishkan. And B'Tzalel does it in the opposite order than Moshe told him. Moshe told him to build all the Kalim and then build the outer walls and the curtains. B'Tzalel says, when I'm going to build all the Kalim, where am I going to put them? doesn't make sense. First you have to build the outer What, you buy furniture and then you build a house? No, first you build a house and then you get the furniture, you furnish it. So B'Tzalel first made the outside and then he made the inside. Then he made the, the Arun and the Kalim B'Chulu. So says the Binyan Shlomo, I'll say it outside, then we'll see it. If a shliach changes what he's supposed to do, that's mevatel the shlichus. It's mevatel the shlichus. Right? I, I do something that the Baal Bais didn't tell me to do, so, as, as I'm not happy on his behalf anymore. I'm acting on my own behalf. The only way that if I change something, I can still call it out of the Baal Bais, is if I do it better. If I don't change it, if I could imagine that he would have wanted it this way. So says the Binyan Shlomo, B'tzalo switched the order. He was supposed to do the Mishkan and the Krushim and the Urios last, but instead he did that first. So that could still be called Vayas by Moshe Rabbeinu. Because he didn't violate the Shlichus. He was supposed to do it later. He did it earlier. Fine. But the Aron, the Kalim, he was supposed to do that first. He did that last. Mishan and Midas Balabayas, his Mavata, the Shlichus, Vayas B'tzalo. That's why it has to say, but Saul, Dafko, all of a sudden here, leading into all the Kalim. Unbelievable way of reading. The Koya Moshe Rabbeinu, Mishim the Asaf Hitzivu, Yavishluchas on the Kamoso, second column. Achla Aron, the Kalim, Deshina Betzal, Mimasha Amalo Moshe. He changed what he was supposed to do. To Moshe Amalo, the Yasa, Aron, Vakilam, Tchila. Moshe said to build the Kalim first. U Betzal, Asa, the Mishkan, Tchila. And Betzal said the opposite. Since he changed, so Betzal should get the credit. Achain line six, Ashini Lohaya El Arak Baran Vikalim. The Aran and the Kalim following. It says Vayas all the other times, but once it says Vayas and Pitsalo, it means for now on it's Pitsalo. Avo Bemishkan Shehikdim Lasos Lo Mikri Shinui. That's not a Shinui Devadai, Misha Omar Shliak, the Asa, the Ralachrasman, Vashliach Hikdim, it's fine. Do it earlier. That's wonderful. That's why it says by the CSI Mishkan, Vayas, all the first half of the Vayakel, Vayas is referring to Moshe Rabbeinu. Well, the second half is referring to Betzalah. That's why you have Betzalah, Betzalah beginning of Lamed Zayin. Okay. Got to, that, that, that one, you got to get out of breath to say that one. Okay. Last thought for the evening. Probably the end of the uh, Lamed Ches, Lamed Ches Yud, at the end of the Parsha, again, we have the description continuing of the, of the, um, of the Mishkan, of the structure, and it talks about the Vavei Ha'amutin. The hooks that were on the pillars that held up the curtains. The hooks. The hooks are called Vavin. Because it looks like a Vav. looks like a little hook on the top. It looks like a Vav. That's where the letter Vav comes from. Vavi Ha'amutin. The Gemara in Shabbos Kuftal talks about all the different Aleph Bays. How do you get the order of the Aleph Bays? Aleph Bina, Gemol Dalim. But Vav, Vav, it looks like a Vav. That's why it's called a Vav. Even a hook is called a Vav. Vavi Ha'amutin. But even the letter Vav, the Bali Drush say, is alluded to in the Vav Ha'amudin. Because on almost every Amud in the Torah, on almost every column in the Torah, starts off with a Vav. The Vav Ha'amudin. What's the message? Says Rav Pincus, Yesh Baze'in Yanamok. 
The third line. There's a deeper idea here. In most other languages, I was trying to do a research about this, but we'll say most. If out there there aren't, it's not all, most. In many other languages, you can't start a sentence with and. In English, you can't start it with and, you'll be marked wrong. Right? You can't start it, in a sense, you can't start with and. In the Torah, almost every Pasuk starts with a Vav. Most are with a Vav. Different types of Vav. Some Vavs mean and. And the land. Some Pesukim, many Pesukim start with a Vav. It's a Vav Ahipuch. And Yaakov went out. But that's a Vav Ahipuch. So does that mean and? So it's also, it might not mean and, but it's still a Vav. Why so many vavs? Almost every pasuk starts with a vav. Almost all columns, except for five. There's a Masorah that there are six columns that have to start off. They have to have six words on top of the columns. Bereshis, Matovu, Viyadibam. So one of the six is a vav. So it's only five that don't start out with, start off with a vav. So almost everything starts with a vav. What are the vav? So many vavs. It's the most common letter in the Torah. So why? What's the message? A vav symbolizes continuity. It symbolizes dependence. Just like the hook where you hang something on, it's holding on to what's hanging. It's, de- it's depending. The, the code is depending on the hook to hold it up. It's depending on the vav. The vav symbolizes dependence. It symbolizes continuation. The Torah from start to finish is a Kodesh Baruch Hu orchestrating the events, one continuum. The first Rishon Shani. Shani Shlishi, Shlishi Ravi, Ravi Chamishi continues brick by brick. Nima b'nima. That's what it is. Va'avraham, v'yitzchak, v'yakov. From Bereshis to Yisrael. It's all one continuum. That's history and it's not just the Torah. It's all Jewish history. Nationally and personally. Each one of us, our all our life, every day starts off, I'm expanding a little bit on what he says, every day starts off with a vav. Because every day we're building on the past and we're heading towards the future. Rav Solveitchik said more than one time, it's written, Rav Shechter quotes in a few places, that really we don't believe in the Pitzgam Ha'amami. We don't believe in Ha'avar Ayin, V'ha'asid Adayin, V'ahobek Herifayin. Right, the past is gone, the future isn't here yet, and the present is finished. No, we don't believe in that. Every moment of our life builds on our past and is connected to the past, building towards our future. Our whole life is one of Vavs, the Vavi Ha'amudin. Nationally, Kodesh Baruch Hu is orchestrating Ad Biyas HaMashiach. We're heading Ikvus the Meshicha. And personally, we all have those vavs. And Kodesh Baruch Hu, Shabbat Hashem, have those vavs. Continue. Hashem, we should get to the last Amud. The last Amud. We're ready for the last Amud. The Vav HaAmudin, the last Amud. So we should reach the, um, the Geul HaShlema. And Hashem, not just learn about the Mishkan, be able to have the Mishkan back, or the Mishkan was never destroyed. Get the Mishkan back in the Bayish Lishi.